Hey there, folks, and welcome to Eddie and Caleb's HeroCast. Of course, my name is Caleb Baldwin. You can follow me on Twitter at IamCalebB. That's I am Caleb and then another B. Follow my friend, co-host, and producer, Eddie Cornelison, at EDDYC85. Follow the show at EC underscore Hero. Check out our Instagram, EC HeroCast, and our Gmail, ECHeroCast at gmail.com. Today, this is episode 129. The recording date is... Thursday, September 22nd, 2022, and uh, you were talking to a newly minted 28-year-old Caleb Baldwin. So uh, congrats on that to me, I suppose, for making it you know, this many times around the sun. But uh, we're here to review Sin City, A Dame to Kill For, the 2014 classic that was released on August 22nd of 2014. Eddie, how are you doing today, man? Oh, I'm doing pretty well. First, uh, maybe tomorrow, I don't know. First day of fall, either today or tomorrow, but it feels like first day of fall, which is yeah. finally, because fall usually doesn't come till late October here in Ohio, and then it leaves yep. around early December, so <laughs> uh, I don't like that because it's my favorite season, but summer stays too long and winter gets here too early, but maybe, really? maybe that won't be the case this year. Let's hope. Yep. Oklahoma's kind of extreme. We were we were just discussing this off the air, but Oklahoma is kind of extreme in their weather. Uh, of course, climate change doesn't help anything, but uh, like it, it is pretty cool out there today. Um, let me see if I can pull up the weather app real quick without disturbing anything. Right now, we are looking at if the weather app wants to work. Sixty six degrees where I am at, and uh, tomorrow actually the high is ninety. So. Still not quite yet out of fall. It feels like we, we get out of fall <sighs> probably like around late December sometimes. Sometimes even into January somehow. Like I'll give you an example. Last year on Christmas Day, it was 75 degrees outside. Like mm. we were playing cornhole on Christmas Day. It was absurd. Well, our sixth. Ever play- of course yep. I played. Yeah, uh, it's a good time. Six-day forecast here. The high in the next six days will be 72. So Good for you. The other four of the other six highs will be in the mid-60s. So follow us here. Breaking up. I'm excited. Now your internet is just bad if you're living out in the middle of nowhere and hot temperatures. Yeah. You breaking out the sweaters? Mm, Not yet. Okay. Not yet. Fair enough. Well, what, what were you doing, let's say, around August of 2014, August, late August 2014? Anything of note? Did you – we'll tie it into history with the movie as well. Did you see this in the theater? I did. I actually – that's my history with the movie is I didn't remember if I had, but yeah. I had. And it's funny. Like, the only thing I remembered about the movie is the, the uh, Johnny – doing the slot machine thing (laughs) and i remember that because two stories around this time one this will go in this is this i think you can put this into the uh the great timing of the podcast dropping i was at a um the casino one of the casinos here in columbus and first spin i put put some money in first spin $90. $90. I'm like, well, I'm done. <laughs> so, uh, that was very Johnny-esque, although I think he won a little more than 90 but I was pretty impressed. I never done anything like that before. 
the other thing that happened to me, and this is a PSA for all of you, so I'll never forget this. Uh, the house I was renting was in the process of being sold. Uh, my mom was the landlord. So I was at home Saturday. I was watching TV. Someone comes to the door, and he's like, hey, is this the house for rent? I'm like, what's well, the house for sale, but you got to schedule an appointment with the realtor. And he says, no, no, this is, this is for rent. I was like, no, I rent it, but it's for sale. <laughs> and he's like, no, this is like, what, $400 a month for rent? I was like, uh, I wish. <laughs> no, not even close. And then he pulls out his phone and shows me this Craigslist ad. And there it is, my house on Craigslist for $400 a month to rent. And I was like, no, sorry, it's not not me. And he's like, oh, man, I knew this was too good to be true. So I looked at this Craigslist ad, and I emailed the person. I'm like, yeah, so I'm interested in seeing this house. Uh, do you mind uh, if we schedule up a meeting? And... He responds back in broken English, so, and I, my friend did uh, some investigating and found the internet, or the uh, email was from Nigeria, shock, and it was like, oh, um, I, uh, my name, he gave the name of my mom, and he's like, yes, I have moved to Albuquerque, New Mexico to take care of my sick mom, my grandma's dead, by the way, and he's like, <laughs> uh, but uh, please correspond with email as I am deaf and can't uh, take phone calls. But uh, you can't see inside the house. But uh, the for sale sign will be removed soon. But uh, please just go by and look in the windows if you need to. I was like, no, 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 no. Okay, we're done here. I can't have strangers looking in the windows. Like the, the amount of the people that uh, would be in the market for a $400 a month house to rent. I do not want looking in my windows. Um, luckily there was, that was the only visitor earlier, although I did see a car, uh, slowly drive by as I was moving some stuff outside and they were looking at my house pretty hard. So I was like, uh, I bet they're mm-hmm. part of that thing too. But, uh, but yeah, luckily Craigslist took the posting down. So a little PSA, uh, never, this shouldn't go without saying, but I work in fraud and I see it literally every day. Saw it one, two, three, four times today, actually. And actually five, sorry, five times today. Um, do not buy a house or rent a house without talking to the person or seeing the house in person with the owner of the house. I shouldn't have to say it, but apparently I do. Like I said, I saw it five <laughs> times, five times today, five. But nice. Those are the two things that I saw uh, that were happening. The the ninety dollars story I probably wouldn't have told unless we weren't reviewing uh, this movie, but. Uh, Fair enough. Yeah. I had seen it, and uh, funny enough, do you remember when you texted me, um, like, Bruce Willis is a ghost in this movie, too? Yep. I was literally talking to a co-worker about this movie at that time, <laughs> and we had the, the Wikipedia pulled up, and I was like, Bruce Willis is a ghost. I don't know about that. I don't remember this. I don't know if I've seen it. I can't remember. And then you texted me, and I was like, wow, out of the blue, like... How did he know we were talking about this? So I thought that was funny too. <laughs> nice little uh, bit of happenstance there. Yeah. But he, the, uh, the coworker, by the way, did not know this movie existed. 
And uh, based on the box oh. office, not many other people did either. Well, it's funny that you say that because not knowing this movie existed, I'm literally as close to not knowing this movie existed without actually not having known it existed. Like, I'd never seen a trailer. Um, I couldn't hardly tell you anyone from the cast other than I had thought Scarlett Johansson was in it, which she wasn't. Nope. <laughs> so what I was basing that on, I don't know. Uh, that's literally all I could remember. And as such, I have literally no history with this movie. And I'm going to be honest with you guys, spoiler alert for what I'm going to rate it later. I'm not going to watch this again. Well, I was starting to remember pieces of it. That's all I'll say. But I do. But I did see it in theaters. That much okay. I remember. Okay. Also, by the way, um, real quick, many uh, criticism of the Stars streaming app. I hate how up their own ass they are that they will like halfway through a movie just flash their logo like in the bottom right hand corner of the screen. As though, like, I, the viewer, forgot what streaming service I'm using. Or, like, who are you advertising to? Like, I already have this service. It doesn't make sense. I can't stand that. Peacock's, like, the guiltiest offender of all of them. Oh, do they advertise their own stuff during their ads? I mean, did you ever watch a pay-per-view? Or a premium live <laughs> event? Sorry. It's been a hot minute. Well, they do it <laughs> all the yeah. time. Nice. Well, I just watched the on-demand stuff, and, you know, by and large, I'm able to skip the ads on that in that regard. So, actually, no, I have the ad-free. Well, look, I would gladly get the ad-free Peacock, but the service is so crappy still that I don't want to give them any more money than they deserve. Yeah, I Uh, can't wait until that merger happens with Universal and uh, Warner Brothers Discovery and... uh, WWE stuff gets moved to a streaming service that isn't complete trash. Yeah, HBO's actually pretty solid. but uh, Also, what's that going to look like, man, with AEW and WWE being under the same umbrella? I think wrestling fans think that's a huge deal. I think the higher-ups ha- aren't even aware that that's like, even a thing. <laughs> They're just like, oh, mm. content. <laughs> Fair enough. Unless there's some sort of contract clause, which I don't know. But they'll pick WWE over AEW if that's the case. Although, yeah, that being said, like, I mean, people have speculated, what, that WWE is going to be, like, sold by 2024? I hope so. I got stock in that. So, we'll see where that goes, but... Yeah, speaking of, we're talking about wrestling, um champions in wrestling at the time again august 22nd 2014 and to avoid confusion um especially with tna at this time because they would film months ahead um i will list the champion of according to who was holding the belt in kayfabe on that date so if a title change hadn't aired yet i'm not recognizing it does that make sense it does okay champions in wrestling at the time the wwe world heavyweight champion brock lesnar the NXT champion, Adrian Neville, still. ROH world champion, Michael Elgin. And TNA world heavyweight champion, Bobby Lashley. Folks, my man. Hmm. They love you, Bobby. Interesting. Yep, yep. Uh, number one song is Bang Bang by Jesse J featuring like a buku of pop artists at the time. 
including, I think, Ariana Grande and Iggy Azalea. Let me take a look here. I only wrote down Jesse J. Oh, how could you? Jesse J, Ariana Grande, Nicki Minaj. All right. Nicki Minaj has a song all over TikTok. Does she? Yeah. Do you scroll the TikTok? I do not have TikTok. I've, I've drawn the line. No. I've drawn the line at social media. No more. I got rid of Snapchat a while ago, and I've drawn the line. I will not okay. do the TikTok. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. You got rid of Snapchat? Oh, yeah. Years ago. What? Really? Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Why? Do you send me Snapchats? No. 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 But... Hey, this was actually directed by uh, both Robert Rodriguez and Frank Miller, and I've seen better efforts from both. Have you now? Yes. Okay. Yes. Well, uh, how about the facts and figures? Enlighten me, sir. It's a rough one. It's been a while. I think, uh, let me check. Oh, shit, are we in the red? We are in the red. Uh, Jonah Hex... 2010 was the last time we had a movie in the red. We were on quite a run. But uh, uh, budget, $65 million. Box office, $39.4 million. Oh, my God. That's a negative $25.6 million, million, negative $32 million for the inflation. That puts it at number 120 on the list. Oof. Right below Punisher Warzone, and right above Mystery Men, but still no one's close to Zoom. <laughs> <laughs> Zoom has, yeah. Well, was... Jonah, Jonah Hex is the uh, penultimate worst at negative thirty-six million. Uh-huh. Zoom is negative sixty-three point one million. <laughs> Jesus, I it's that's amazing. I mean, I still think. When you incorporate marketing, uh, Lone Ranger might be the biggest, but we don't. So, because Lone yeah. Ranger was heavily marketed, but uh, it's Lone Ranger's in the green on on our list, even though we both know it's really not. But uh, yeah, Zoom, yeah, negative sixty three. That's impressive. <laughs> I want a Zoom sequel. That's what I want, man. Uh, Tim Allen was in the news this week over like a tweet that wasn't funny that everybody freaked out over. What? Yeah. Sorry. Some it's like Joe Biden's on 60 Minutes, and he asked how long the episode was. Like I've heard oh. that like a million so, times. And so Tim Allen just made a dad joke. Yeah, and like everyone freaked out. It's like guys, that's the commander in chief. How could you be so disrespectful <laughs> and blah blah blah? I I don't know. It was it I was like guys, who cares? It, it wasn't funny. Um, but I don't know. Yeah, he made a dad joke, exactly what you said. Okay, two days ago, Tim Allen, Biden was on 60 Minutes. I heard he asked how long the show was. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. What's the uh, what's the current ratio on that tweet? What's How many quote tweets the, on that? The ratio? Okay, uh, he's got 18.6K retweets, <laughs> 145K likes. 3,166 quote tweets. Jeez. Not a bad, not a bad ratio. <laughs> how, how do 31, how do 3,000 people have an opinion on that tweet? <laughs> like, I wonder. 
I uh, wonder. Oh well. Oh my. So Tim Allen makes a dad joke, and this derang- this someone who's clearly suffering from TDS uh, said Tim Allen was caught with 1.4 pounds of coke. I heard he asked how many people he had to snitch on to only serve two years in prison. Answer: Tim Tattle on 20. All right. What the hell? I don't know. I mean, I'm not the world's biggest fan of Tim Allen. I think he's kind of a hack, but it's such a weird I mean, response. I mean, w- I I watched uh, Home Improvement, as many did in the 90s, and uh, I yeah. enjoyed him as Buzz Lightyear, and then he just kind of went away, and I never thought about him. Exactly, yeah. That's... Last Man Standing fine, but it's like clearly like Republican propaganda. But Never saw it. It's not bad. I thought it was just uh, Home Improvement, except he lives in Colorado and has daughters instead of sons. That's not far off. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's not far off. They're trying to go for like an all in the family vibe, but you know. All right. Well, anyway, yeah. that's Tim Allen who's not in this movie, but got sidetracked. Yeah. Uh, who is we in this did. movie though? Oh wait, Rotten Tomatoes. Is Adam Levine in this movie? No. I don't uh, know, Eddie. I've seen. I've, man, dude, your body's just absurd. My body's absurd. <laughs> what? That body, that body of yours is absurd. Oh, the uh... how the hell Adam Levine like? How does he have that like negative amount of game? You know, I don't know. I know Actually, girl, I know I, girls that I, were like super into him too. I can formulate. He's been so popular and so wealthy for so long that he didn't have to have game. I suppose. Yeah. I but those him. deep, man, like, oof. I've said some cringe things in my life, but, ugh. Yeah, I, yeah, that's that's a rough one. Yeah. So, uh, what about the critical response to this? What are we looking at? Well, you're gonna be mad. Critics, forty-three percent. Fans, forty-four percent. I'm very irritated. We were that close no. to a scoregami, and we 1%. missed it. One percent. One more critic needed to like it. Oh well. Maybe next time. Well, so in this movie, so we had, uh, well, let's see, we had a lot of people in this movie, including a few new faces playing old roles, like uh, Jamie Chung, who we saw um, from Dragon Ball Z, well, sorry, Dragon Ball Evolution. It was uh, Chi-Chi. She is now Miho, yeah, and she'll be in next week's movie, by the way. But, uh Yeah. Um, Devin Okoye, gone from Miho. I think I prefer Devin Okoye as Miho, by the way. But, um, one casting... Stop you right there. You just butchered that enunciation. It's Aoki. Aoki. Yeah, that's what I meant. Steve Aoki. I've heard of him. Yeah, Steve Aoki's sister. Come on, dude. Yeah. Well, I forgot that's how you pronounce it. Uh, one casting bit that I think was an upgrade... Josh Brolin as Dwight McCarthy. In my opinion, big upgrade over Clive Owen. I'm going to be honest. It's been so long since I've seen the original. I forgot he was in the first one. Oh, my gosh. He was, uh... He was no, I remember I remember Clive Oaken's arc. Like, I remember all that. Clive Oaken's? Clive Owen. Yes. Pardon me. Clive Aoki. Yeah. Well, either way, I think Josh Brolin was a much better fit. 
he he looks more like he belongs in Sin City than Clive Owen. Oh, for sure. So I thought that was an upgrade. Um, and then, of course, we have another casting change. Unfortunately, this was because Michael Clark Duncan no longer with us, so they kind of had to. But uh, we now have Dennis Haysbert, the Allstate man, as Minute. <laughs> I liked it. I liked it. Yeah, I mean, they both have that big, deep voice. Um, they are both massive African-American men. Yeah, and they, I mean, they kind of looks alike, and that's not a all-black-people-look-alike joke. It hey, it was in 24. Yeah, I mean, Kevin Hart doesn't look like Dennis Haysbert, so... Nobody <laughs> but, said he did. Well, I'm just saying, for the people who are like, oh, all-black-people-look-alike. No, these two just happen to. Especially size-wise, and the voice, you know? You've seen the state, or not state, all state. Like, switch to yeah. all state. You could avoid mayhem like this. That's him. I thought mayhem was a... Oh, never mind. I'm mixing my commercials up. No, Minute should do an all-state commercial. Really? Yeah, it'd be kind of cool. What would that look like? What would that look like? I don't know. He shoots your car, and he's like, Take it from me. This wouldn't be a problem if you had Allstate. <laughs> I don't hate it. Yeah. Uh, a few of the other shout-outs, though. How about... Uh, we had Jeremy Piven, Ari Gold, as Detective Bob. <laughs> I'm definitely going to call him Ari Gold in this, so... Yeah. Former host of Monday Night Raw, Ari, uh, Jeremy Piven. Yeah, yeah, former... He was also in The Goods, Live Hard, Sell Hard. That's why he was the host of Raw, promoting that movie yes. that no one saw. Dude, yeah, no one saw it, but it's like low-key actually pretty good. I was one of the people that didn't see it. In terms of late 2000s comedy, it's pretty good. Okay. How about, the, like... po- how about the podcast debut, I didn't think we'd ever get this, of Christopher Lloyd as Dr. Croning? Big shout-out. That was awesome. Yeah. Hey guys, shout out Chris Christopher Lloyd. Um, yeah, I was blown away. <laughs> I I had forgotten he was in this, and uh, yeah, great role. He's the he's the the criminal doctor. Yeah, you fit. Uh, how about shout out another yeah. great voice, Stacy Keach as Olerich Wallenquist, the host, the the the, uh, the narrator. Of American Greed, a show I would much like to be on one day, being interviewed, not profiled. I loved him on, uh, did you see Nebraska that came out the year prior? No, I did not. It's got Will Forte in it. It's an indie film. It's pretty good. I loved him in that, so I was glad to see him in this as well. I just loved the voice coming out of this horrendous looking human being. Yeah. <laughs> Um, let's see. Shout out uh, Ray Liotta as Joey. R.I.P. to a real one. Yeah. Well, no, he both didn't. The, both the characters. I mean, he's yeah, character. he's dead. But I mean, the, yeah. No, the character didn't die. Oh, he didn't. No. Oh. He's like, no one's dying tonight. Oh yeah, yeah. That was a that was a thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. There's too many people on this. 
I think those are the uh, well, shout out Rosario Dawson. She wasn't in enough to talk about, but uh, yeah, my former one uh, A, her and Jessica Alba top Dude, of the list at, at one point. I mean, of course, she, she looked good in Clerks Three. Yeah, she, that's what I was gonna say. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, timeless a look, really. But uh, did you she, uh, did you cry a little when you saw Clerks Three, man? Uh, I'll say, I don't want to spoil it, but, uh, the line, I got watery-eyed. I, I didn't cry, but I got, like, watery-eyed, and, uh, Kevin Smith even liked one of my tweets, and I was like, I didn't expect, uh, you know, watch Clerks 3 and just leave and be like, damn, life, wow, <laughs> like, it's it goes yeah. like that sometimes, but... No, we'll spoil it in the uh, end of the year review movies, which I'm certain that will be on all three of our lists. Oh, I'm sure. Um, let's see. Oh, one more. Sh- well, no, I'll save him to actually talk about. Uh, I'll do a shout out to Bruce Willis as the ghost of John Hartigan. Eh, mm-hmm. Whatever. Anyway, enough shout outs. Time for the actual cast. Although we did get into Josh Brolin. Uh. Sh- Let's go with uh, the final movie of Powers Booth, all-time great name, as Senator Ethan Rourke. Solid name, solid bad guy, so easily hateable. Mm-hmm. And he's just got that kind of like that frame and that voice and everything about him. It's like he was born to play a bad guy. Yeah, the corrupt senator. I loved it. Uh, and I... I by the way, there was confusion, including with me, as how we haven't gotten to the character yet, but how Marv is alive in this movie and <laughs> John Hardigan is not. Apparently, uh, this portion of the movie with Marv is a prequel. So, like, everything Says in Sin City 1 is a sequel to Marv, except this. Yeah, Sin but Sin City 2 this? is a Marv is a prequel. I don't know. It's just, is this just like the headcanon of like Sin City Reddit or something? Like what? Kind of. <sighs> probably. I mean, they probably were just like, we need Marvin in this movie. Like, let's just bring him back and tell everybody that this was a prequel. Yeah, when they ask us why, and that that'll be our explanation. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Fair enough. I mean, <laughs> that's about as great, as, dude. They may as well have just gone the route, and I've made the joke on air before, but, like, the whole, hey, aren't you dead? Weren't you dead? No. May as well have done that. Could have. It's about as much effort. How about Joseph Gordon-Levitt as Johnny? Uh, I I feel like they were going for cool guy here, and JGL's got the look and everything, but it's just like, they, he wasn't really likable. I thought he was a cool guy. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he... I don't know. It looked... It's like, you can tell when someone walks around with authentic confidence versus manufactured manufactured confidence, and I don't know, it came across as manufactured. Oh. I thought he was a a fine addition. Oh, another shout-out. Julie Gardner as Marcy, his girlfriend... It was Ruth yeah. in Ozark. The who? Hmm? Ruth, is that the one that said, I don't know shit about F? Yeah. Nice. Oh my gosh, how did I forget this uh, 
Shout out. Christina Applegate? No. Oh. Actually, I'll save it for the actual review. Uh, okay. Because it's very random. Uh, All right. No, I, I liked Joseph Gordon-Levin. I thought he was... Him and, uh, him and Josh Brolin were good additions to the Sin City world. And, uh, yeah, I was, uh, I was a fan of both in this. Okay. Um, how about uh, Eva Green? Sorry, Ava Green as Ava Lord. All of Eva Green, by the way. <laughs> yes. A lot, of bo- a lot of boobs. Yeah. <laughs> she is a dame to kill for. I would agree with Marv. Definitely. So that's all. We just think she had great, great Well, what do, you, what do you have to say about her, pal? <laughs> I really enjoyed her storyline a lot. I thought, uh, what a great villain. The, the ability to manipulate dudes into doing what, you know, what she wants was, uh, very relatable. I think a lot of guys that, that at least know a girl superpower. like that. Uh, that is a very real superpower that some women have. Oh yeah, I've met them. Yeah, I dated one, but uh, yeah, it was. Sorry, for... I know. Uh, what year did this come out? Twenty fourteen. Yes, sir. Uh, yeah, so this was August. Yep. Uh, in a few months, I will have redated her for about a month, and it didn't work Ooh. out. And yeah, so... I can imagine. Well, you know, they you keep going back. It's a, it's a sickness. But mm-hmm. um have not seen her since. Uh so Ava Lord, uh like I said, great villain. It's a real superpower that she had and uh she played it very well and uh the way they shot her with the eyes be I mean, the movie was still shot great. That um still looked great. Um they did even more with it this time. So, for instance, Marcy was in color. Um, Ava's eyes and lips were in color. That was very cool. So, mm-hmm. uh, I liked uh, the way it was shot and everything, how it looked. And uh, I think we just got two more. How about my other number one, Once Upon a Time, although maybe even in 2014, Jessica Alba as Nancy Callahan. She's now an alcoholic, can't get over hard against death, but uh, she's been going to the shooting range, and yeah. Yeah, and one day she's going to shoot Rourke. Well, she did. <laughs> um, yeah, it was a good performance, I thought. Um, you know, I liked that uh, we got to see the aftermath of her Hardigan having killed himself. Uh, I have a lot to say about the ending, which we will get to. But mm-hmm. uh, as far as her character, uh, you know, I liked that there was, uh, I w- well, I wish we would have seen how Rourke found out that uh, Nancy at the strip club, or maybe it's a strip club, I don't know. No one actually ever gets naked there. But, um, but how Rourke found out that that was the same Nancy that uh, his son molested all those years ago, or tried to molest, I should say. The yeah. one loose end from the whole scheme with his son, the yellow bastard. But yeah. Sorry, you said yellow bastard, and my uh, brain went elsewhere. Where did it go? Uh, to a place I'm not going to talk about on there. Okay. Uh, finally, the main event: Mickey Rourke as Marv. He's back. He is back. Not dead. Somehow. Well, it's a prequel. 
not the yeah. rest of the movie, just the Marv stuff. Yeah, but just the Marv part, yeah. Mm-hmm. Lazy as hell. Rourke was fine. Senator Rourke or Mickey Rourke? Mickey Rourke, pardon me. Okay. But also Senator Rourke was fine as well. I liked Mickey Rourke. He brought, uh, I mean, it was, my only complaint is he was in the movie too much. Yeah. Um, I mean, when you think about it, both, the the two big storylines in the movie, there's there's the storyline with Dwight and the storyline with, with Nancy. Those are the two big storylines and the smaller storyline with Johnny. But the two big storylines essentially end the same way. Let's storm this mansion with Marv. We've manipulated Marv into coming along with us. And, yeah, I just, it's like, kind of lazy. I mean, look, it was cool. Marv does cool stuff, but I just wish there was a little, they were a little more creative. Yeah, I would agree. Okay. But uh, I mean, I'm not going to complain about Mickey Rourke, you know? No, I mean, it's a small complaint. Uh, it's just something I noticed. That it's like both were kind of the same. Um, anyway, I guess we can jump into the plot. Let's do it. Well, we open with Marv. He's at a crash site. He doesn't remember where he was or how he got there. He starts to retrace his steps. And he's like, okay, I was at the bar. Uh, the strip club bar. I'm just going to call it the bar. Um was at the bar, I was watching Nancy, and then there were some frat boys, they were torturing a homeless guy, and he goes and he kills one, then he grabs a cop car, he chases chases them down, uh, flips their car, kills them, and he's like, oh, that's how I got here. So, <laughs> a pretty good opening, uh, Marv's back to killing people, that's fun. Yeah. And uh, after the opening credits, which uh, of course looked great, we meet Johnny, Who's a? I guess his superpower is he's just a very lucky gambler. Blow on him, baby. Yeah, he just pulls the slot lever and hits every time. Somehow. Yeah. Maybe he cheats. You don't want to play cards with me because I cheat. Jake the Snake, classic (laughs) promo. Uh, so he's dating Marcy, aka Ruth Langmore. And he uh, he plays poker with Senator Rourke and some other important people. And Johnny beats Rourke, cleans him out. Cut back to Nancy on the stage dancing. She contemplates shooting Rourke with this real gun. She's doing the whole cowboy um, outfit, but she, her gun is actually real. And she's about to shoot him, but then the ghost of Hardigan walks in. And he's like, no, Nancy, don't avenge me, and... Yeah. I don't know about the Ghost okay. of Heart again. It was... I don't know. Yeah. I guess it was okay. Until it started not being okay, which we'll get to. Uh, so back uh, back with Johnny. Uh, he's got... Uh, he's having a, a night on the town with Marcy. They're spending all this mm-hmm. money that they just went through, but he goes to the restaurant. All of his cards are declined. And she's like, well, you got cash. He's like, yeah, that's not the point. So he knows he's now screwed. So he sees he's being followed. He easily takes out these two guys that were uh, followed him. I thought that was pretty cool. But then uh, he gets pulled into a car at gunpoint. Uh, Senator Rourke is in the car. And he says, you know, some powerful men were at that table. And you made a fool of me. And a message must be sent. 
and he uses some pliers to break his fingers, and they toss yeah. him out the car. But they're not done with him. <laughs> Work yeah. then comes back, and he's like, uh, you know, uh, I knew who you were as soon as you came in. You were one of my own. You were one of my sons. Apparently, Rourke got around and just had a lot of illegitimate yeah. children. Uh, so he shoots him in the leg. And, uh, yeah, that's it. He's like, don't come back around if you know it's good for you. Mm. Then we cut Should have to... taken <laughs> Should have said what? Should have taken him up on that. Yeah, in hindsight. Yeah. Oh, well. Well, we cut to Dwight McCarthy, who's now Josh Brolin. He's a PI. <laughs> He's taking photos of a guy cheating on his wife. That man is Joey, who I said was played by uh, Ray Liotta. The late Ray Liotta. Mm-hmm. And he, he has sex with this hooker. And I thought this was a good bit of dialogue. He's pointing the gun at her. He's like, oh, I'm not going to tell anyone. I won't. I won't. He's like, well, what if they torture you? I just don't know. I can't be so sure. And Dwight's like, ah, I'm not going to help. And then he just decides to crash through the skylight. He saves her. And then the woman's just like, kill him. And yeah. he's like, no, no one's dying tonight. And uh, Dwight says something about my past. I did something terrible. I won't let the monster out. We don't ever really find out what that is, I don't think. Uh but uh, Dwight gets a call from this girl, Ava, the old ex, hitting him up. Mm. He says, meet me at the bar. And Ava begs for forgiveness and says, I love you. And then uh, she's like, "It's I'm in a bad place right now. Uh, then Minute shows up. He's got both eyes at this point. I guess this is why it's a prequel. Minute did not have his gold eye yet. But Minute shows up. He's like, Mr. Lord wants to... Uh, see you and uh, he takes Ava away as Marv walks up and says that girl right there is a dame to kill for roll credits <laughs> yep but he's not wrong I mean so yeah, Dwight I mean, yeah I mean let's look at her <laughs> so, I mean she's bad mm-hmm. well Dwight goes to Ava and she's a rich man's wife and he's taking photos of her Skinny dipping. When uh, Minute shows up, and they call him like a pervert. <laughs> and they rough him up a bit. Dwight's like, I've never been punched like that before. And he says, like, they um, they throw him out of his car. And he says something like, I woke up in midair and I was awoken by the sweet kiss of the street. Or something like that. It's a pretty good line. And... He lands in front of his house, and he's like, why is my car here? Why would they deliver my car? That doesn't make sense. So he walks in, and there's Ava. And they make uh, crazy love, lots of sex. And afterwards, Ava tells Dwight, like, you know, here's the deal. Uh, Minute is my husband's specialist. He always finds her, or he always finds me. And my husband, he just lets me go and do, does whatever because he knows Manute will find me. And they laugh about it when I try to leave. And she's like, oh, isn't that right, Manute? And he's in the room. So Manute's a watcher. So something to be <laughs> considerate of. And yep. uh, he punches Dwight, and Dwight just, like, flies out of the room. <laughs> he's like, well, I, I know I can't beat this dude. I need Marv's help. Yeah. 
Because they had an encounter earlier in the bar, and Minute's like looks at Marv. And he's like, "Whoa, that would be an interesting encounter." Uh, so Dwight and Marv, they storm the mansion of Damien Lord, and out comes Minute. Dwight beats up Minute pretty good, actually, and uh, pulls out one of his eyes. Dwight finds Lord, and Lord's just like, eh, "She's not well. Don't listen to what she says." And Dwight's like, "Eh, no," and then kills him. Yeah. And then in comes Ava, and here's the big heel turn. She's like, uh, she's like, you know, what is it like killing an innocent man? He's like, what? He's like, you know, I always could count on you. Sex would always make your, make you do whatever I wanted, and now you've just made me a very rich woman. And then she shoots Dwight. He falls out the window. Dwight falls a lot in this movie. As a uh, <laughs> She's about to shoot him out the window, then Marv runs over with Manute's hat on, which I thought was really funny. Because <laughs> never, we never see him take it. He just runs in with the hat on, like, sure, Marv can pull that off. And uh, so Ava is speaking with uh, the cops, one of the cops, Ari Gold, and the other is Officer Mort. And uh, Ava hits on Officer Mort pretty hard. Da, 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 da. Sorry. What was that? You mentioned uh, Officer Mort. Yeah. Played by? Oh, he was uh, played by Christ, uh, Christopher Maloney. Yeah, that's why I did the SBU theme song. Oh. Dun, dun, yeah. Dun, dun, dun. Well. Dun, 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 dun. Well. Good stuff. It is. So, yeah, she Ava hits on him pretty hard. And, uh. You know, as they're leaving, you know, Ari's just like, hey, that's a nice piece of ass, huh? And he's like, oh, don't talk <laughs> about her that way. And he's like, come on, you know. He's like, you know, it's just, uh, he's like, but you're married, you know. It's like, uh, she kind of wanted you, you know, but you're married. You should take some perks. He's like, oh, I wouldn't do that. And he's like, ah, you know, whatever. But she ends up calling, or he ends up calling her. I love when the phone rings. She's like, finally. <laughs> like, she already knew it was him. <laughs> she planted that seed and it is in fact Mort and uh, he's like oh you know I've been thinking about you and he's like oh yeah and he's like I could really use someone to protect me and you know Dwight's still out there and uh, I'm scared and you know it's, he's uh, she's being she's she's being very manipulative and by the yeah. way, uh, Mort's in bed with his wife, just doing all this, so it's very funny. Uh, well, not for her, but we never see the wife. Yeah. And then she uh, she actually invites him over, and he takes her up on that offer. Uh, back to Marv, he drives Dwight to Old Town. Uh, Gale recognizes him, even though he's a completely different person, and reveals that they once uh, once upon a time Dwight saved Miho's life. So. Kind of gets good graces with the the old town whores. I don't know what they were called, but <laughs> that's what they are. So back at Ava's house, she has fully manipulated Mort. Uh, Mort now wants to kill Dwight after they had sex and like aggressive, angry sex too. Mm. Uh, Dwight then pays Manute a visit, who has the gold eye now. Tells him quit your job and sit this one out. You know, maybe Allstate paid for his gold eye. Maybe they did. Probably. 
Well, they're of insurance. So Mort and Ari Gold are on their way to arrest Dwight, and Ari's just like, it's Old Town. They're not going to let us in. Like, we don't, we, you know, cops don't have any jurisdiction in Old Town. And he's like, well, I'm a cop. I'm going to arrest this person, and they're just going to have to live with it. And Ari's just like, nah, just forget it. Why, you know, why are you obsessed with this whore? And he's like, stop, stop calling her that. And then he keeps, keeps pushing. And then Mort just pulls out his gun, shoots Ari Gold in the face. And then Mort just shoots himself. So I was like, well, there's a storyline that went nowhere. <laughs> yeah. And I was disappointed because yeah. I was invested. It's like, okay, we really got to see her wrap her tentacles around this dude. And then the guy's just like, nah, I'm in too deep. I'll kill myself. What was the, was it, was the spirit the one where like her uncle like stops like, or like fails to stop a shooting or something. And, and she's all like, I hate cops and runs off. And is that, is that the spirit that I'm thinking of? That was the spirit. That was okay. I'm glad I'm not confused then, because yeah, what you just just described that definitely gives off some spirit vibes for sure. Yeah, I was just disappointed. It's like they just dropped that angle cold, and it's like okay, well, why were the cops even in this movie? Like if they're just gonna yeah. kill, if he was just gonna kill himself, then I just That's felt like, like that the, was uh, missed potential. That's like uh, the elite hunter, Frankie Kazarian. Yeah, but that wasn't that interesting. <laughs> uh, so back at the house, uh, Ava's having a party. I guess she'd heard about the cops because uh, she called a, a, disaster, a failed experiment. But she enlists the help of Stacy Keach as Ulrich Wallenquist, who I can only describe as Jabba the Hutt if he were a human being. <laughs> and Wallenquist has said that uh, I brought help. Basically, he's like, I've hired a hitman from Texas. And when he gets the job done, then you'll be mine. So apparently uh, Ava's going to sleep with this blob of a human. But, you know, anyway, that's all from him. I would have liked to have seen more of uh, Wallenquist. I think his death could have been really funny because he's so fat. It would have been like a lot of blood, but... He's gone. No, no. I mean, I mean, literally. How could she? I don't know. I have to. I'd have yeah. to see what's underneath the suit. But he. That, what was it? What that was? Was two joke right there. <laughs> well, what was showing was just a a a, a pudding shaped head. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it was good makeup, but. Uh, yeah. Sure. Um. Anyway, Gail is a disguised as a server at this party and overhears all this about this hitman from Texas. And the train opens up to where this hitman's supposed to be, and it's Dwight. And I was watching the movie, I'm like, wait, what the hell? Why is Josh Brolin playing the hitman? I feel like there was supposed... I, I looked for a deleted scene, too. The movie doesn't have any special features, but I was like, so did... I guess Dwight was on the train and killed the hitman, but like would have been nice to see that because the last time we saw Dwight, he was all banged up and injured and he had bandages on. Now he's 
grown his hair out and he's not bandaged up. So it's like, I was confused for a moment. I'm like, why is Josh Brolin playing two roles in this movie? He's not Goldie. Like, that's a twin. But yeah, I was like, oh, he killed the hitman. And for some reason, we didn't have time to put that in the movie. I don't know. That was weird. Um, but Manute recognizes him because why wouldn't he? <laughs> and uh, he just brings Dwight to Ava. But Gail and Miho were in the trunk of the car, so that helped. And uh, they take out some of the guards. Pretty good action scenes here. Gail sets off a bomb. Dwight shoots Manute a few times. Doesn't kill him. Ava then grabs a gun and shoots Manute, which I thought was a good... Uh, Manute still doesn't die. Spoiler, he's in the second movie. Or the first movie, I should say. And so Ava shoots Manute, and she's like, See, I could have shot you, but I didn't. She's like, so, how about it? <laughs> and uh, Dwight then shoots her and kills her. But she had a line earlier in the movie I thought was good, where it was right after she shot him, uh, I think the first time, and she's like, you know, I could just kiss you right now and you would do whatever I wanted. And uh, it's like, man, it's a good character. I like the character a lot. Probably the MVP of the movie. But uh, now she's dead. Most, so. What? Hmm? Most valuable what? <laughs> Most valuable player. Hey. Yes. Um. So we cut to Johnny, who goes to see Doc Brown. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just Doctor Croning. Uh, yeah. But he has Doc uh, pull out the bullet, and then he sets his bones in his fingers, uses popsicle sticks as like the splints, which uh, doesn't seem very sanitary. No. And uh, Johnny thinks it over, and he realizes, you know, the only thing left Rourke can take from me is Marcy. So he goes to Marcy's house, and Rourke is there, and Marcy is beheaded and be- beheaded and behanded. That's a thing. I don't know. Uh, which I guess, the more I think about it, Johnny could have left town, and he would have stayed alive, but... He would have never known the fate of Marcy, so he was trying to be a stand-up guy, and maybe he was going to take Marcy and leave town, but Marcy was already dead, so I guess I'll buy it. Uh, And then he escapes when Rourke's guys start shooting at him. And then uh, he goes to a diner, and uh, he gets a dollar bill from Lady Gaga. Shout out. (laughs) Who's the waitress? Yes. Yeah. her first of at least two appearances on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So she gives him a dollar. She's like, you look like an old boyfriend. So here you go. And Johnny puts the dollar in the slot machine, wins a bunch of money, goes and buys into the poker game. And Johnny loses the first hand. And then he goes all in. And then he beats Rourke with four aces. And then Johnny gives him the old MJF line. He's like, you know, I beat you because I'm better than you, and you know it. And now all these people in this room know it. <laughs> yeah. And I think it would yeah. have been better, hear me out, hear me out if, because we know the fate of Johnny very soon, uh, if he had won with a pair of aces and a pair of eights. Ooh, that would have been good, actually. Since that is the dead man's hand. Mm-hmm. Aces and eights. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Rourke then shoots Johnny in the head. Yeah. So no living person is better at him than poker, I guess. Yeah. 
And then someone then tips Rourke off that Nancy is, who's the final loose end from the first movie, she's the girl that dances at the club that everybody loves, and says, hey, Nancy's become a good shot lately. She goes to the gun range before her shift, but she's been drinking a lot lately, like she's getting ready to do something big. So, okay. Nancy, back at her apartment, Hardigan's ghost is still hanging around. Nancy's drunk and talking about how she'll kill Rourke, and then she cuts off her hair. The next day after dancing, Nancy headbutts a mirror and uses the broken glass to cut up her face. Marv then sees Nancy's face, and he's like, just give me a name. <laughs> yeah. And they go to Rourke's place, and they head off to kill Rourke. First, they're attacked by three bikers that Marv kills two of them, and then Nancy kills one. Which, uh, I like that Marv let her kill the one, because I'm guessing she hasn't killed before. It's like, you're going to need two tonight, so get your first one out of the way. Yep. And they're about to storm the mansion, and Marv says, leave nobody alive. So he's the opposite of Dwight. Uh... So Marv storms in the mansion first, squishes a man's head, which is pretty cool. They make their way up. Marv has killed pretty much everybody in the mansion. But then he he gets taken down when she goes up, and he's like, oh, my gun backfired on me. It's like, what? Like, Marv killed, like, 50 people, and that's what brings him down? His gun backfired? Yeah. I was like, that's lame. But there's one room left. Rourke is inside. She goes in. She shoots, but it's just his reflection in the mirror. Rourke shoots her in the leg. And then he's about to shoot Nancy again when he looks in the mirror. And we see Hardigan in the freaking mirror. He turns around. There's no Hardigan. Nancy grabs the gun, shoots Rourke, and then uh, shoots him again. Then walks up to him and says, this is for Hardigan, and shoots him in the head. Roll credits. Before we discuss the ratings of the movie, uh, yeah. how do we feel about the end? Because I have some thoughts. Um, It felt like they should have done more with Nancy if they wanted her to be the baby face that got the win. You know? Because yeah. I felt more of, a, like, more of an emotional connection to the Johnny character, even though he wasn't entirely that likable. I felt more of a connection to him than I did to Nancy. Well, I I think what we saw of Nancy was good. I liked that there, that she's can't cope with Hardigan's death and only been thinking about revenge since. So I like that part, but she was not in the movie enough uh, yeah. to me. Like, uh, Dwight's story, even though I liked it, went on maybe a little too long. Of course, the movie was only an hour and 40 minutes. You could have tacked on 10 minutes. Give me that yeah. Dwight hitman scene that we never got. But That Dwig hitman scene, yeah. Mm-hmm. But my thing was, it's like, okay, we had Marv do the same thing in both stories. Whatever. A little lazy, but fine. My thing was, it's like, okay, this Rourke guy. We've spent two movies now talking about how unbeatable he is. Like, Hardigan, he knew he was on Rourke's bad side, so he killed himself because he's like, well, I'm as good as dead because he's like, oh, yeah, don't worry, Nancy, we'll we'll turn him into the police and then we'll get him a... He's like, that, that's never going to happen. 
Like, no one's going to convict him. He's too powerful. Might as well kill myself because I'm just going to get tortured and die if I don't. Uh, like, Johnny, he, you know, he basically knew that his life was over, too. So he essentially did a suicide mission and got himself killed. I mean, this guy, this Rourke, he's supposed to be the, you know, the the Trumps or the Kennedys, whichever party you don't like. That's Pretend that's what I said. Uh, yeah. He's, he's that of that city or state whichever and like he's untouchable and it's like this whole time all you needed was two people to just storm the mansion and go kill a bunch of people like yeah that felt a little anticlimactic i would say uh so that part i was a little disappointed by the heart again in the mirror i don't know i know it's a comic and it's like everything in this movie is not realistic but the movie has never uh, dealt with the supernatural. So the fact that that exists in this world now, I don't know about that either. Um, I'm fine with the Hardigan being a ghost. I'm not really fine with him making an appearance. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, I guess in the end, Nancy's the one who should have killed Rourke. So uh, that was good. So, you know, she was, uh, look, she was a, a badass uh, hero. Although Sin City, not your traditional superhero movie. There are uh, badass female characters, and they don't need to beat you over the head with the fact that they're women and they get it done. Sometimes they just go in and shoot people in the face. So sometimes that's all you need. Yeah, women are heroes now. Deal with it. I mean, they can be, but you don't have to like keep reminding everybody. We get it. I'm 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 joking. I know. I'm just. I feel like that was a very real thing when the Lady Ghostbusters came out. That like I may have actually heard it in a commercial. It's like, yeah, women are funny now. Deal with it. I Which, mean, I mean, funny. no one's <laughs> but okay. I mean, I'm rewatching Cheers, and like Carla's one of the most funny characters on the show. Is that uh, Rhea Perlman? Mm-hmm. Hell, I watched Taxi, and that was even predated. Uh, that predated um, Cheers. Had Christopher Lloyd yeah. in it too. And Danny DeVito. Yeah. How about that? Yeah. But no, I good mean, stuff. Um, yeah. Although the, the, oh God, I can't even remember her name. The woman in Taxi, um, her character wasn't that funny, but she wasn't supposed to be. Mm. Anyway, but Carla and Cheers is, is great, so. Yeah. Anyway. I'm giving this a five. Five out of ten. Five out of ten, not completely offensive, but by and large not memorable. Yeah, well, it's not memorable. I'll give you that. That's proof by me. Uh, but I got to say, I knew this movie wasn't going to be good um, just based on the ratings. I mean, we talked about it. Uh, so I won't I won't say I wasn't looking forward to it, but, uh, I mean, Sin City, I knew there was still going to be some cool stuff as long as it wasn't you know, PG-13, like the spirit and boring. I knew we'd be okay, at least. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought it was... Um, I thought it was a little better than I expected it to be, I will say. So, um, I gave the first one a 9. It's not as nearly as good as the first one. You know, I mentioned some of the issues. There was... there felt like a missing scene with the Texas hitman, whichever happened to him. And I think you could have added more Nancy think you could have made the final battle i don't know um tougher i guess like 
it's it's you know it's Senator Rourke. He's you know two movies been built up how you can't get to him, and it's like oh it just took two people. So I wish there was I wish they did something different with that, but uh, I'm gonna go six and a half. I enjoyed it. It was fun. I don't know if I'd ever watch it again just because it's like the first one exists and the first one's so great. But uh, the Ava Lord character, uh, that was uh, that was a, a really interesting story, and um, I can't lie, you know, you got to look at her. That was pretty cool. But I will say the nudity was actually essential to the plot. Yes. <laughs> I mean, like the fact that she would walk around like naked. It's like, what guy wouldn't be like? I guess I'll kill that guy for you. Fine. I mean, it's like I, I thought that added something, even though it sounds crazy. But uh, I don't yeah. know. I, I I enjoyed it. It was better than I thought it would be. Um, yeah. Even though I'd seen it, but I completely forgot it. So. Okay, yeah. quit stalling. <laughs> I gave it a six and a half. I was just. Uh... Fair enough. Six and a half. Six oh, and, and the uh, the Josh Brolin was an upgrade. I will say that was a good addition. Yep. Guys, next week we will be reviewing Big Hero 6, which you can watch on Disney+. And now Mm -hmm. I've got things to do. We're going to get out of here, and I'm going to quote. We've said it a million times over, but it's it's so good. That right there is a dame to kill for.
I'm one. 